0: Hello and welcome to Get That Grad Job, a podcast brought to you by the Lancaster University Careers Team. Today's theme is Growing Your Confidence. I'm Hannah, your host, and I'm joined by three guests. Please could you all just introduce yourselves?
1: I'm Chris Dixon. I work in Lancaster University. Uh, My job title is Head of IT Partnering and Innovation, which sounds exciting and is but pertinent to this. I am also a life and business coach.
2: And I'm Sue, I'm from the Central Careers team, I'm the Careers Widening Participation Manager and I look after the Grow Your Future programme and I guess um, I've been invited along here today because one of our workshops is all around growing your confidence.
3: And I'm Jess, I'm almost a clinical psychologist and I guess I've been invited to give a bit of a psychological perspective to our conversation today so we'll see how that goes.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, So firstly, how would you define confidence?
1: Well, I wrote my own for you, Hannah. Um, I looked at lots of definitions and I didn't like any of them. So I came up with (laughs) the inner belief and strength to believe in a future state, even in the face of wobbles.
2: Ooh. I don't know if i can compete with that now (laughs) i was thinking that confidence is it is like a feeling or an attitude where you believe you know i've got this i can do this um but then i guess there's also that element of there's a bit of a judgment there isn't there because if you're thinking i've got this or i can do this you're, you're kind of judging yourself as well so confidence it's that inner belief and inner feeling um but also, it's about being certain that you can do something. It's you know, kind of a trust or a certainty.
3: Mm. I, I think for me, it's really just about self belief. But I did look up the word root of confidence because I'm like that, and it comes from the Latin confidere, which I'm probably butchering, which means to have full trust. So I, again, I think it's about that kind of trust in yourself and your own abilities.
0: Hmm. So why do you think confidence is important in job searching?
2: Well, I guess there's a couple of things that it feeds into. The first is that confidence that... You can apply for roles and you're going to get them so, you know, that that feeling of, you know, when you see a job and you think to yourself, oh my gosh, that looks great, but can I do it? So you've got to have that confidence to make the application in the first place. And then also, I guess there's that confidence once you're in the application process through selling yourself, being able to talk about or write about in an application or talk about yourself in a video where, you know, sort of interview confidently so th- there's two sides to it that belief that yeah i'm good enough for this i can do this job but also being able to then project that confidence in the application process mm-hmm. absolutely
1: i think sometimes it's about being able to make the the best representation um, of yourself and so there's something about um how you see yourself and how you see yourself then becomes how you project yourself to other people and giving yourself the best chance um, is about being your best self in an interview situation or in an application situation and so confidence is a kind of root. If you can get that sorted out then you should be able to do a good job of um, sort of expressing that in the, in the job application process.
3: I don't really have much to add to that besides, I guess, coming at it from more of a healthcare perspective. And I I just think nobody wants a surgeon who doesn't have confidence in their surgical abilities. So for a lot of jobs, I guess, confidence is really key to actually being able to do a good job.
2: I also wonder whether confidence feeds into resilience a little bit as well. So if Mm -hmm. you're applying for lots of jobs and there are knockbacks, still being able to have that in a belief that you know, I have got what it takes. Just that job possibly wasn't right for me, or whatever. But yeah, so th- it was just bouncing off what you were saying there, just about that you know healthcare, but actually our own self-care really. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, probably confidence feeds into resilience too. Definitely.
0: So thinking about confidence in a bit more detail, um, confidence can be different in different people. So what kind of traits would you look for in someone with confidence?
2: So maybe if I share a. Kind of a, a, an interesting perspective. In one of the, w- I mentioned before, I do a workshop around um, confidence, and one of the questions that I ask in that is, what does confidence look like? How do you know if somebody's confident? And nearly always they point, the first things that they talk about are all those kind of physical representations of confidence, you know, how somebody's standing, an open, relaxed posture, how they're talking, all those kinds of things. And I, I just think that that's really interesting that they're talking about this outward expression of an inner feeling yeah
1: yeah i think that is interesting i mean I, I think there's a really strong link between the kind of inner beliefs that you hold about yourself and maybe even about the wider world or the organizations you're applying to there's all these kind of beliefs and and that then works itself out into that what you're describing there as the kind of outward appearance that people go to and really a lot of working on people's confidence is about unpicking those inner beliefs about themselves. Um, so for me, the kind of traits that I would think would be people with a strong sense of purpose and vision. And I guess when we were talking about applying for a job, having the vision that they can see themselves in a position that's maybe different to what they're doing now. Um, I think you mentioned resilience and I think that's absolutely huge so another trait would be someone that's able to accept constructive um, criticism and kind of recognize where their areas of, of weaknesses are. Um, and maybe something, maybe linked to purpose and vision, but being very keen to kind of take on new challenges. So I know in the area that I work in technology, you've got the kind of people that sort of see a challenge and put the hand up and step forward and say, yeah, I can do that. And you get another kind of person that's sort of, mm, I don't know, you know, is, is that possible? Um, so you know being keen and able to take up new challenges but having the vision to see how things can be as well.
3: I, I guess for me there's something really important about knowing your own worth and valuing what you have to offer and the contributions that you can make and I guess alongside that a bit like Chris was saying something about what's important to you so your values or your beliefs and feeling able to to speak up for those when it matters I guess that's what confidence would look like to me.
0: Absolutely. And from what you're saying, it's really interesting because if you were to ask some of our students, they might actually say, well, confidence for me is standing up at the front of a room or doing a presentation. Whereas actually what you're saying, it's not about being a leader, being a leader who stands at the front of a room or does a good presentation. Actually, confidence is an inner thing that you're all talking about. I think it's just very interesting from that perspective. So what kind of things hold people back from being confident?
1: Well, I've got a little story I like to, to, to use here. So if, you, if, I, if I take like a, a £10 note out of my wallet and it's just come out of the bank machine and I hold it up and I show you and say, what's that worth? You'd probably say £10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then if I take that £10 note and crumple it up and throw it on the floor and pour coffee on it and bury it in the ground for six months and then dig it back up again and unroll it, and I unroll it and say, well, what's it worth? And hopefully the answer is, it's still worth, <laughs> it's still worth 10 pounds. And I, I I, think the thing that for me that holds people back, and we see this a lot in coaching, is people's belief about themselves, the belief that in some way they're not good enough or they're not worthy enough, or, or these kind of things that they believe about themselves. And, and actually, to turn that around. It's trying to recognize the kind of person that you are, the kind of worldview that you have, and find ways of being able to um, to use that rather than kind of reinforcing those negative beliefs and saying that, you know, I- I- I'm not worth it. And that phrase, you know, I'm not worth it in some way or I'll never be able to achieve this high ideal that I've set myself, that's quite often a theme that people come to when Their coaching.
0: So, thinking about those listeners who are those kind of people that you're talking about, Chris, what practically can they do to build their confidence?
1: I think it. I think it's starting. It's unpicking those beliefs and looking for, especially those kind of negative beliefs. Um, And in fact, you know, Jess, as a psychologist, will be probably better better um, to talk about this than I am. But there's a kind of chain of logic that I think that says, "I'm not good enough." Um, or or sets an ideal. So um, let's imagine you're about to deliver a a presentation and in your head you say to yourself, I know what the best presentation I could deliver is. It's amazing, no one interrupts me and I don't say er or um and I don't go red and there's all these things that I don't do. That is gonna be the perfect presentation. Uh, You know, how likely is it that you're actually gonna achieve that on the day? Well, probably you know, one out of a hundred, you might 99 times out of a hundred, something will go a little bit wrong. And so instantly you're into that kind of negative thinking. I didn't quite make the bar. Whereas the alternative way of looking at it is, is saying, you know, I'm going to do my absolute best using the skills and preparation that I've done in the situation that I find myself in. And that's going to allow me to perform well. And it's trying to switch that mindset from those negative beliefs into that other way of thinking and that can be really hard to do but if you can move towards doing more of that then that starts to grow your confidence i think
3: there was something really interesting for me in what you said there chris about when you're thinking about what makes a good presentation and then all of the things you were listed were actually things that you don't do so don't get interrupted don't say uh don't go red and i wonder if there's something about framing it in terms of things that you do do that makes it a little bit less threatening from from the beginning as well. So I think things like speaking clearly and projecting well or not speaking too quickly or answering awkward questions when they come up and not being afraid to give yourself a couple of seconds to think, that sort of thing, that are things you can do rather than things you have to try and not do.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I think also bouncing on from that, maybe what gets in people's way is this... It's like self-identity. I am a confident person or I'm not a confident person. And it's not that we, you know, I am or I am not. It's that we have confidence at different times in different situations. So, again, you know, people just getting into that, you know, negative mindset perhaps of, you know, well, that's not me. I'm not a confident person. I, I, I can't do this particularly well. But that's, you know, just different situations. But I like that thing about reframing that you were talking about. And I know for me, I still get nervous if I've got to uh, Mm. do a presentation or, you know, (laughs) a new workshop or whatever it is, a job interview. And I know that I get nervous and I feel that. There was a phrase that um, somebody said, I don't know where, where it came from, but this idea that it's okay to have butterflies. It's just trying to get them to fly in formation. And that really resonated with me because... I think sometimes when we feel underconfident and we feel those physical feelings of the adrenaline rushing round and that can be taken as being a negative thing, I'm not, I'm not confident, I'm feeling nervous and that, you know, that self-talk brings you down, whereas actually, I kind of like to rephrase it and I think, well, actually, I'm feeling this because, A, I care. I want it to be good I want it to be great so I care it's something I'm invested in emotionally and then the other part of it is actually that's my enthusiasm all this adrenaline that's whizzing around my body that's making me feel a bit funny at the moment is the, is that's the energy that's going to you know drag me through this and just at this before stage while I've got no presentation to do i'm just waiting for my slot that energy's got nowhere to go so i guess you know thinking about how i can get rid of some of that energy but deep breathing walk around the block whatever it may be to help you know move that energy but rather than thinking this physical feeling that i'm experiencing is a bad thing actually it's what's going to make it great and it is my enthusiasm just um bubbling away and fizzing inside in a bit of a weird way <laughs> So what other things do you think hold people
0: back from being confident?
3: I think a a fear of what other people might think is often a big one. Mm. That kind of worry of being judged or, yeah, what people might say or think but not say to you, maybe.
0: Absolutely. So what can people do to grow the confidence from
3: that? I suppose for me it's about thinking about why it's important so why you want this job or why you want to give this presentation what's important about it why does it matter and i think the stronger those reasons are the more reason you have to do whatever it is the less what other people might have to say actually matters to you and the more able you are to go or people might think i'm silly but this is important to me so i can do it anyway
0: definitely and that's absolutely confidence in yourself
1: i think there's something very practical um which sue was touching on and it's around kind of competence i think there's a saying that says um, practice is the mother of all competence and there is something about practicing these things right so you know you, you can't expect to be absolutely amazing at job interviews on the very first time you try that's that's pretty rare but it is something that you can practice. You know, you you can test yourself. You can think of what questions you're going to be asked. You can set up a situation where you might feel a bit nervous. You can have someone test you. Same for presentations. You can give a presentation to your friends, to the kitchen, you know, table, to the bathroom mirror, whatever it is. You can practice. You can get feedback, and and you can improve. And, and so sometimes there is a, a sense in which people can grow their confidence by getting practically better at some of those skills and recognizing that there are things that we great that we're great at but there are things that we we always need to work on as well
2: yeah and bouncing on from that That we often talk about identifying your strengths within the careers team, you know, knowing what your strengths are so you can talk about them, but actually telling your stories and sharing your, you know, your strengths stories in some ways. So, not just saying, Oh, I'm great at this and I'm good at that, you know, my communication skills are great, whatever. Actually, like we we, we we teach the star technique in careers you know like to t- tell a story about when you've used these different skills effectively but also maybe share them a bit more widely as well possibly put a linkedin post you know about some of those successes because the more that you remind yourself of the times when you've been successful and have you used your skills in an effective way then the you know the more confident you're going to be about yourself and your abilities going forward so that sharing of stories your own stories your strengths is yeah for me hugely important anyway absolutely
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And you can share that with other people and get kind of feedback. And also, if that's not appropriate or applicable to you, you can't do that for some reason, maybe in this crazy lockdown time. And you can also be honest with yourself. So, some people like to, you know, write a journal or when they've done a presentation, they they, they kind of reflectively write. And there's quite a bit of evidence to suggest that reflectively writing can be quite helpful. It can help you've formed, you know good strong opinions about your own performance and then find ways of learning and, and kind of working and therefore growing in confidence
0: so is there anything else that you would say holds people back from being confident we've talked about some really
2: good things there maybe the people that you surround yourself with possibly Ooh. i wonder mm. whether that's worth thinking about as well who's in your uh in your social network you know who helps build your confidence and and who perhaps knocks it down i think we've all probably got a friend in our circle who's that critical <laughs> one that that pulls things apart and when you're trying to build your self-confidence that they're not necessarily the people that you want to be with however they'll have a great role to play when you know in other circumstances so it's not that we cut them out of our lives completely but just being <laughs> aware of you know who is in your social circle and who helps you to feel confident and good about yourself and yeah when you're trying to build your confidence spend a bit more time with them or maybe they're the people that you share your stories with
1: yeah definitely i think you can widen that out as well even into the, the kind of employability idea i i think someone wants Came up with a the theory that you sort of the, you become the sum of the five people that you spend the most time with, and, and I sometimes say to people, I'm not sure how true that is, but I say to people, you know, if you're after a career in IT, which is is kind of my field, are you surrounding yourself with people that you want to be like, people that you hold up as kind of role models? You know, are you spending time with them? Are you learning from them? So I think there is 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 something in it about being very intentional exactly as you say, Sue, in the friends that we choose and the people that we get feedback from, but also the other circles, the professional circles that we work in, are we using those to the, their most effectiveness, if you like?
2: Yeah, an excellent point that uh, I should have thought of as a careers person. <laughs> <laughs> so there's been some really good steps in
0: there of ways that people can build their confidence. Um, just to, towards the end, if you could just give us some final top tips about how anyone can grow their confidence.
3: It's been said, but practice and then practice some more and then practice again. So whether it is job interviews or driving or knitting, the more you practice, the more confidence you have in your ability to do whatever it is. And, and I guess building from that, asking for feedback, if when that's possible of things that you did well and also things that you can work on to improve your performance next time.
0: Absolutely, that's a good one.
1: Um, just a, a couple of things that occurred to me, uh, one was, this sounds like a silly idea, but sticking something on the mirror or when you wake up in the morning or putting a daily thing that pops up on your phone or, or your device just to remind yourself of either the person that you you want to be, or the person that you know that you are, and that regular reminder can help kind of build up your confidence. So, you know, maybe, I am a strong, confident woman. That, 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 <laughs> that, that kind of idea. It sounds silly, but actually that reinforcement works. Um, sure. uh, another little thing, uh, quite often in coaching, I find that people unintentionally use negative language and they don't realize that they're doing it. I've worked with quite a few people Even when they're doing presentations, they'll start off by saying, well, I don't know too much about this subject, but... And then they'll launch into it. that can be quite difficult to spot. So actually having someone give you feedback and spot when you're using that kind of negative language so that you can stop that kind of reinforcing itself can also be a little practical um, tip.
2: So there's a couple of different things that I'm thinking. One is around growing your confidence in the longer term. And a lot of the things that we've talked about you know can can definitely help with that and then there's also those little tricks that you can do in the short term just to help you feel more confident in the moment and perhaps having more and more of those feelings where okay i managed that and i was more confident in the moment will help develop longer kind of um self-confidence gets that's that's about building a wall isn't it you know and building something you know little steps little steps to create the um, the bigger thing the bigger confidence in the future Um, some of the top tips that i share with students in the workshops that are run is um something about vision and you know having that you know real vision about what you want to look like or what you want to be like and so being able to visualize that going forward i do share the um amy cuddy's ted talk as well just as uh, if you've come across that which is all around um power poses and the suggestion that you know if you stand in you know poses you know like superman pose hands on hip whatever it may be that um somehow this enables you to feel more confident i think originally her work was slated because um people couldn't replicate it because she was basically trying to say that it changes the hormone levels the testosterone but then she did the experiments again and basically that what she kind of changed the hypothesis a little bit and it was around actually these power poses do increase people's confidence so not necessarily the hormonal changes but people do feel more confident so thinking about your posture in a job interview or you know whatever it may be you know are you relaxed and open and you know are you looking like you're confident so that fake it till you make it kind of (laughs) approach can be (laughs) helpful there was another phrase along the same kind of lines which is um it speak what you see until you see what you've said so that you know saying it out loud to people i want a job in finance or you know i want a job as a you know a a clinical psychologist you know i am working towards this the more that you say it out loud the more likely it is that you're going to eventually believe it inside and for it to become a reality so talking things it's a bit like you were saying before about those positive affirmations those you know strong statements about yourself those positive comments to remind yourself so there are a couple of um tips i also thinking about posture and breathing for a a, a job interview so i i talk to people around um controlling breathing and thinking about just focus on the out breath because if you focus on the out breath you're not hunching your shoulders if you think if you hold an in breath you're hunching your shoulders and you're all clenched and you can't speak properly so if you focus on the out breath and dropping your shoulders and things like that so the out breath being slightly longer than the in breath so it's not anything complicated but it can just help that focus calming things down and I also talk about the golden thread. I don't know if you've come across that one, where you think about a golden thread coming out of your head and it's attached to the ceiling. And I've done this in in a workshop and asked them to imagine, do you know what I mean, the golden thread and it's pulling them up. And honestly, you look around the room and everybody looks about four inches taller because they've all kind of opened up and grown a little bit. So, uh, yeah, well, they haven't obviously grown a little bit, but, you know, their posture has changed, so they're looking, you know, more confident. And then also borrowing somebody else's confidence as well so thinking about somebody that you believe or see perceive as being really really confident what is it about them you know is it their mannerisms how do they stand whatever it is so really visualizing that person and their confidence and then literally imagine stepping into their shoes so borrowing their confidence uh, and that can be quite helpful as well but they're just tips that also kind of distract a little bit from the the nerves that somebody might be feeling at that point in time so a couple of uh, strategies for in the moment
0: This has been really interesting and especially interesting for me to listen to as well. Uh, So thank you so much for each of you for taking part in this podcast. Um, Thank you to everyone who's listening to get that grad job. um, And especially thank you to my brilliant guests. Tune in next time for more information and advice on getting your grad job. Bye.